back. You're listening to Those Trans Guys Podcast, a podcast focused on everyday education and experiences about trans men. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of Those Trans Guys. I can't believe that March is like almost over in about a week. Time is flying, like this year is flying by, but at least the temperatures are nice and nice and sunny and less rain in the forecast. So I'm happy about that. I'm also happy that the days are a bit longer too, so we can enjoy the sun more. Today I'm joined by my co-host Aiden. Say hi Aiden. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so glad spring is almost here. I've been outside a lot more recently ever since it stopped raining these past couple of days in Vancouver. For sure. Yeah, it's been a real nice change. How about you tell them about our topic this week? And just a heads up, it's NSFW, which means not safe for work. Yeah, for sure, dude. So this week, we decided that we're going to talk about navigating our way around the bedroom, not like, you know, taking a map and walking around the bedroom, like in that sense. We mean more so um, this topic is more so based on I guess, our likes and dislikes when it comes to um, what, it, what it's really like to date a trans guy. So I hope this topic um, our parents aren't listening to because, like Peyton said, it might be considered not safe for work for some people. And uh, we don't want to seem like all we think about is sex because that's not why we want to talk about this topic. We felt it was important and that it's not often talked about. So, yeah, we want to be open with you guys or as open with you guys as we can, you know? So, yeah, that's why we decided to talk about navigating our way around the bedroom and basically um, how to go about it. Like, if you are a cis person, you're dating a trans guy, or if you're a trans guy and you're not really sure, like, how to go about, you know, um, doing bedroom stuff with another person because you're trans and it's like, you know, kind of difficult. So yeah, we're going to talk about those topics today. Um, Is there anything that you want to add to that, Peyton? No, for sure. I think when it comes to dating a partner or a new romantic person that you're seeing or even just someone who you're casually hanging out with and there's no pressure, whatever label you want to go by, uh, we wanted to talk about this topic that we think it's important because it's one that has come up for us personally and also for other people out there, I'm sure. And I know you might want to be like, oh, like get kind of squeamish, but it's a topic that I think will really help a lot of people out there. And one that is important to talk about because it's part of your relationship and part of our human needs as people. So I don't want it to trigger anyone and I don't want to make them uncomfortable, but we wanted to just bring up some awareness about the struggles that the trans men face. Not saying that not everyone faces these struggles, but I think we're relating to ourselves and trans men in general, and it can be an extra bit of a struggle for sure. So, um, like, it's it's touchy, and I don't want it to be touchy. I want it to be an open concept and an open dialogue. So um, there's no easy way to talk about it, but we'll try to make it as straightforward as we can and as smooth as we can. And I hope that we can tick a lot of boxes ranging in topics and not leave things unsaid. So. Um, we could talk about shoes and, and the weather, but that can be boring and we don't always want to talk about that. So we thought about it for quite, quite some time and we thought, yeah, might as well take the bull by the horns and do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, who wants to talk about the weather, right? That stuff is really boring. So we definitely want to stick with topics that are more, I guess, fun and not as talked about. So here we are. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely YouTube videos out there, as I keep saying in previous episodes, that range from topics similar to what we're talking about today. And if you try to look hard enough, I'm sure you're going to find probably like millions, if not, you know, more than that. Um, on YouTube. So we wanted to condense down the main and crucial points, our bedroom experiences as trans men, and I guess the outcomes and what we've learned from them so far to this day. We're not entirely sure why this is such a uh, touchy topic, because we crave intimacy to some extent, like all of us do. So we should be able to talk about this topic or anything for that matter openly um regarding like you know bedroom stuff so which is why we're here today exactly i feel you it shouldn't be touchy but it is sometimes we are extra vulnerable i think as trans men because um it's not to mention like getting naked in the bedroom or any private place we need to feel safe so it's that extra bit of vulnerability that makes it harder for us i think and not saying getting used to our new bodies but we kind of are and what we like and don't like so I think it's an extra little bit of a step back and then a rediscovery because it's a whole new level in a way, but it's also exciting and beautiful too. But you have to kind of go at your own pace. You're exposing yourself and it already takes time for us to get comfortable. And then we never really feel like we're enough. And that's kind of a struggle that we face in our own day-to-day life. So we work hard to feel confident. It takes time and there's a lot of self-worth to make sure that we feel like we matter. So but trans people are beautiful. And I think that getting naked in front of someone can be nerve wracking, but it can be a beautiful thing and a, a beautiful discovery. And I feel like men um, don't quite understand kind of struggles we go through. I mean, yeah, we feel and look it, but sometimes we don't think that we look it. And that's kind of a battle that we face on every day. So it feels like it's harder than it should be, but it is beautiful. And I don't want anyone to feel discouraged. I think that you should be proud of your body and, I think that'll make it a little bit easier going down the road. So, Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, dude, we're all human. And the person that you're with, well, you should feel comfortable with them in the bedroom. But unfortunately, that's not the case for most trans folks out there because whenever they're remotely close to getting intimate with a new partner, a wave of dysphoria usually comes right after because they're not sure how their partner might view them during, you know, that time of intimacy in the bedroom so it's quite hard and it's quite difficult and um it's definitely something that is not as talked about because i guess people are you know uncomfortable to talk about it i'm not really sure why but here we are today so we're gonna name a few points and yeah so peyton do you want to start first Sure. Yeah, a few things we want to talk about, and they're just a few of our top few that we narrowed down, but I think they're important either way, so hopefully it'll help someone out there. But consent is a big one, so it's important in all relationships. I think for us trans men, it's more important, I think, on a lot of levels, not discouraging anyone else in the cisgender or genderqueer communities, but I think for us, it's one that we face often. So it's an important question of asking like, are you okay? Can we do this? Or can I touch you like this? Are you okay with this? Asking simple things like that will make your partner more comfortable and giving that consent 
is crucial, especially if you're trans, straight, or anyone in between. It, it goes for everyone, but just referring to trans people. For trans men, asking goes a long way, especially then just diving in, especially if you don't know what it's like and if it's okay or not. You might make them uncomfortable or they might not want it. So, and we're going to also mention respect too. That kind of ties in with that, but don't do something to someone that you wouldn't want to yourself, especially because people change and situations change. So you have to have that respect and that consent before doing anything. Yeah, dude, like a hundred percent with everything that you just said, it really doesn't matter, matter whether, whether you're trans, cis or anything in between, like you mentioned before, consent should always be number one when performing any act of intimacy. I know some people like to use bondage and handcuffs to spice up their life in the bedroom, but of course you wouldn't pull that out of nowhere and start using it on your partner because that hap- like if that happens, you would probably have to establish some guidelines and like what to do and what not to do, like what are the limits and what is a safe word and like basically all of that stuff you'll have to establish before that. So it's it's pretty important that you have to talk about these things with your partner and all of those should be taken into consideration when doing so. So especially when you're a trans male, I know it takes some time getting comfortable with a new partner. So you always have to, you know, really be open and just let your partner know what you're okay with and what you're not okay with because probably like 100% of, no, not 100%, 90% of the time, they don't know like what to do and what they're like what you what they think is okay you might think is not okay so definitely consent and you'll have to like talk about it which pretty much leads to another point but i'll let peyton talk about that first so communication yeah communication so it's huge and this ties into a lot of our topics that we're talking about but uh, it goes a long 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 way and can get you many many miles away from the bad so it uh, goes along the lines with consent too, but also talking to your partner before, even during, or what works for you. And it'll lead to a very healthy sex life, even regularly too. Like, don't forget that it can be everyday communication. It's not only for sex too, but and making love, but it's also for any relationship and it needs this or else it's not going to go anywhere. So really getting to know the partner and then on the other levels you can communicate, especially in and out of the bedroom, what's good, what's not good, what you like, what you don't like. It goes a long way. So um, especially when you're going to need to know someone from the very beginning, you need to have that conversation, especially a trans partner. You need to be able to communicate and, and they'll tell you what they like and don't like. Even if they have no experience or you have no experience, just talk about it. Like you just have to figure it out between the two of you. And you kind of have to know in yourself too, what's good for you. So um, it's definitely good to communicate and be upfront and also regularly too, especially if you've been with your partner for long-term or short-term, just communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, without communication, you pretty much have nothing in any relationship, unfortunately, so it's really, really crucial and important. And I don't know, that concept is so simple, but for so many people, it's so hard for them to grasp their head around that concept. You always have to communicate with your partner what your likes and dislikes are, like I said before. and because like if they suddenly do something in the bedroom and the thing so happens to trigger a panic attack, that's not good for any situation or anyone for that matter. And I know that's had that has have happened. Sorry, I can't talk today. That's happened to some people before. So it's definitely important to establish 
those guidelines, like I said before, and communication. I don't know how, like, I can't stress that enough. So many people can't communicate in the bedroom. So if that happens, um, your sex life might not go anywhere, unfortunately. So definitely beforehand, just talk about those things. And I think you'll be good to go. Exactly. And the next one we lead to is open-mindedness. So this ties in with the being open-minded, but also with the communication. So being able to be open to suggestions and conversations that come up, but also about something that you want to try or don't want to try or vice versa. You just got to be open about it. Sometimes it's something new or they don't like it or, you know, it just doesn't work for them. I mean, you can be flexible, but at the same time, you got to be honest with what you like and don't like. And if your partner is all about that one thing, something that you're not okay with or that works for them, just communicate that. And maybe it's not meant to be or not going to work out because if that's a deal breaker, then that's what it's going to be. But just keep an open mind. I know it's hard sometimes and you're maybe not used to whatever this is that the partner suggested, but you just got to keep an open mind. I, I try to, and I try to accommodate my partner's needs and also keep in mind my needs, but sometimes I just can't do it. So you just got to communicate that. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're just suddenly like, no, I don't want to. And with kind of like without talking to them about it, they're probably going to be like, wait, I thought it would be okay. Blah, 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 blah. And then it would turn into this whole thing. I don't know. So it definitely has like open mindedness and then taking uh, talk, sorry like going back to that point being open-minded and from all the women that i've dated there wasn't really one that was open-minded well there were like a lot of other things but being closed-minded wasn't uh definitely wasn't one of them so because in order to be a um to be a trans man you have to be open-minded and i know it's not something that you discuss with potential partners on the first date but eventually it is something you guys will have to talk about unless you guys function on the kind of relationship where there is no sex i don't judge that because there are relationships out there that um that just do that i forgot what it was called but it was a thing and um but that's the relationship that i would be in because touch and intimacy are kind of like the big factors for me in any romantic relationship so definitely being open-minded back to my point again i keep saying that it's um it's definitely a big big factor probably as big as communication i would say so yeah those are probably the two main points for me and then we have i think one last point which would be dysphoria. And then Peyton can talk about that again. Yeah, no, dysphoria is huge for trans men or even trans women. I know you might have heard that term or not, but um, that's one that is definitely describing a trans person. Um, we're already adjusting to new skin, and if we had surgery or not, it can play a big role. Um, a lot of trans men have had bottom surgery or not, or one or the other, or both, or none, but others have had no surgeries, and therefore they're leaving they're left feeling really vulnerable. I know also the topic of asking what they prefer their parts to be called is one I've encountered and some do and some don't like it, but it happens. It's another way that they can show respect. But for me, uh, sorry, my cat was <laughs> playing with the toy, a um, little humor there. Um, I've, I've had that happen and I don't really know what to say because it kind of triggers me. And I don't know, some people are different with it and some people aren't. And it's just out of respect, I think, for me. Like, I don't mind them asking, but 
kind of depends on the person and, and the situation. So yeah, it depends. Um, I think for me also, I did a lot of giving than I did receiving, and I don't think that's very fair. And I think that dysphoria took a whole new level and getting used to, and it took a long time for me to feel comfortable, I guess, because of adjusting to my new body and then not having had surgery yet and all this stuff. So it's a whole extra step for us and it can be scary for sure. And it's not as passionate as you think it would be because of all this dysphoria in the back of your head. But I think it varies from person to person. And if you're a friend with benefits or casual, um, I think it still matters either way. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Dysphoria is such a huge part, it's okay, uh, in navigating through the bedroom as a trans guy. I would say it's almost dang near impossible to not experience any kind of dysphoria when jumping in bed with a new person. It's not that person's fault, and at times they may kind of feel like it is their fault. It's not that they're unattractive to us or feel or that we feel uncomfortable with them. Like it's not that at all. It's more so how we feel about ourselves. And it's just not entirely um, comfortable in my body. So how, like, if I'm not comfortable in my body, so how am I supposed to feel comfortable with, you know, that person at the time, moments of intimacy? So it's it's kind of like a cycle. Uh, so if you're not happy with your body, then you can't really, you know, have that moment with them. But it, I don't know, most people think that we're, like, it's... Like, we just don't like them for that reason. But it's not that at all. It's just like I said before, basically how we see ourselves. So I guess like these dysphoric moments I've had um, have gotten, I guess, like a little bit better after I've gotten top surgery. And a lot of my dysphoria at the time stemmed from my chest. But post-op, my dysphoria has definitely subsided significantly. And moments of those intimate intimacy have gotten easier and more natural over time exactly and i think we decided to share our experiences with you about how we felt in the bedroom and bring up a struggle or two and how we overcame it i know for me i only had had or have had one partner uh, who later we'll talk about in depth because she was never really what i wanted and i think that is glad that it's over but she wasn't really okay with my body and i knew it and i think the words and actions they never aligned sometimes they aligned sometimes they didn't but it was a lot of constant comments and I never felt like I was enough. So like I said, I'll get into this in more depth another time, but some days were better than others. But I think a lot of the time, uh, especially at the beginning of our relationship, it was okay. But then there's a lot of bad situations and comments that I remember I, I tried to be happy, but I never really felt like I was enough because of these comments. And it was my partner for about three years. So as a trans man, it was my first romantic experience. And this is what I'm going off of. And since then, of course, I haven't had another partner, but um, I felt a lot of the time like I was used and experimented on, and it's sad, but I felt it because of the things they said and how they acted, and it was a lot of giving and not a lot of receiving. So I felt like it was fair. But I've made peace with it, obviously, but I'm just going off of my situation. So it was a really big struggle, and it took time but I've come a really long way and I overcame it by working on myself, taking care of my body and how I look and remembering that I do matter and someone will want me again. Um, and I understand that people are new when it comes to being with trans people and that's okay. Or if they're open to try, but 
I think at the same time now I'm cautious about it. So the struggles I've overcome and I've gone to a really good place. Um, but at the time it was, it was a struggle and it was a constant struggle every day. And I'm a human and I deserve affection and love too. And like I said, there was okay parts, but some not so much and it was healthier to end it. So, but it wasn't a very mutual relationship and it wasn't a very fair sex life. Let's just put it that way. Dude, for sure. I remember like all those times you would rant to me about your ex. So I'm pretty excited for us to really, you know, dive into those toxic relationships that we've had in the past. That's going to be fun. But that's going to be a completely different topic for another day because it's going to be a long one. But back to what we were talking about, um, intimacy. So basically, being intimate with anyone is difficult, I'm sure, especially if you're trans. And confidence takes so many years for us to build up the seconds for us to just tear down. And of course, we don't want to badmouth our exes. At least we don't want to talk about how, you know, terrible they, terrible they are to us because obviously we've had good times with them. It's not to say that, you know, the entire relationship was just terrible and we weren't happy at all because if that was, you know, the case, we wouldn't have been with them to begin with, you know? so. It's not to say that, it's just to like give more insights as to as to like where we're coming from and our experiences and what so many people have seemed to, you know, go through, but they don't really talk about. So we want to talk about that today here, obviously. So yeah, that leads me to um, my other point. So like I said before, dysphoria is basically something that all trans guys go through and it doesn't matter I hear birds outside okay it doesn't matter um like don't get me wrong the problem is basically just that majority of the time like if you're getting in bed with a partner it's just dysphoria and it's nothing else but other times it can so happen to be our sorry that was my apple watch um ignore that but so other times it can so happen to be our partner our our partner's words don't align with their actions like Peyton said before and this is when you know that you gotta leave because that's pretty bad and especially when it comes to bedroom stuff because if they can't be honest with you in the bedroom how are they gonna be honest with you in general so I don't know I think that philosophy up um, as I went by so that's probably a philosophy that you have to live by because it's it's pretty important. So personally, the only struggle that I've had in the bedroom was feeling dysphoric at certain times, which I'm pretty lucky enough, but at the same time, not so much because I know there's so many others out there who struggle in in other aspects of their sex life. So yeah, I guess that's my, my little rant on intimacy and... Um, our partners and uh, basically what we've been through so far. Is there anything you want to add to that, Peyton? Yeah, I think we both learned something for sure. Like I know that's going to be another topic, but there was good parts and there was not so good parts, but I mean, we want to talk about it because it might help someone out there, but the sex part was important for sure in other ways because we want someone who is attracted to us. And that's kind of why we wanted to share our experiences and why over the years we've kind of grown stronger and working on ourselves. So, but I'm not speaking for everyone because everyone's different, but we're being realistic and there could be some struggles in the bedroom. So every relationship is different. It has ups and downs. Um, but I think having a romantic connection and attraction makes it a little bit easier. And then followed by the points that we talked about, the dysphoria, open-mindedness, consent, and everything else. 
Um, and I think that all the topics we mentioned um, are great and they're helpful for everything, but even just the bedroom stuff, like you need to be able to have those conversations and to make sure things aren't left unsaid. Yeah, I agree, man. 100% of communication is always important in relationships, but especially so when it comes to talking about your likes and dislikes in the bedroom with your partner. And also keep in mind that whenever dating a trans person, you have to be quite open-minded in doing so, because if you're not, um, the relationship might, well, yeah, it's probably not going to go anywhere, unfortunately. So in order to be able to transfer, like I said, and I'm pretty sure Peyton agrees with me, open-mindedness. And um, yeah, so you have to just talk about your likes and dislikes in the bedroom, like I said before, and communication. Again, I can't stress that enough because it's definitely a thing that people forget so many times in relationships, and that's why they fall apart. And they may not think that's the problem, but it's majority of the, like, 99% of the time it is because if there's a problem and you talk about it and then you resolve it with, you know, within a timely manner, <laughs> then you guys will be okay. But if you guys don't communicate, you guys don't talk about the problem, then how is the problem itself going to be fixed? You know, so it's not, it's not so much like, um, like anyone's fault because communication is the 50 50 percent of the uh, other relationships so it's one person another person's um you know impact in the relationship that makes it um afloat i'm not sure i'm just ranting now so it it's basically how i feel and it's i'm pretty sure how peyton feels as well because these are like really important points and yeah the best thing to do is just you know take your time and you know, go with the flow and see how it feels as you make your way into the bedroom. And if red flags pop up, then maybe talk about those red flags. And if they can't talk about those red flags, then maybe you're getting yourself into a situation that you might not want to be in the next morning. So these are all points that you have to consider, especially when you're, you know, a trans person. And um, if you're a cis person listening to this, then this is these are some insights that are coming from trans people and a lot of like trans folks that feel that way. So yeah, man, that's pretty much it for this episode, I guess. Is there anything else that you want to add for to end to end things off? Uh, yeah, just to go slow, and then both of you can get to know what you want and don't want, and your partner's likes and dislikes, and you can use your voice if it doesn't feel okay. Like Aiden said, you know, if there's a red flag, but don't constantly mention your exes or past partners. It's not really fair for your current partner. I think maybe if it's helping them understand what worked and didn't work, that's a different story. But if you keep going on and on and on about it, they're going to get kind of annoyed. So um, just speaking from experience, I hope that this episode helped and I hope you have a good start to your week. Yeah, for sure, dude. Thanks for saying that. And give us a five star on um wherever you're listening to this podcast and get, leave us a comment because we'd love to cover some new topics and reach us, reach out to us on Instagram, those trans guys to stay updated. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks guys. And we'll see you again next week. Okay. Bye.